Here we go, allowing desire. This is the one, this is the one that people, I find I coach most on, people need the help with. So you've planned ahead, you've come to the point, you've done 24 hours of advance and you've said what you're gonna have, maybe it's just one hero, one slice of cake, you know, the size of the slice of cake, or Christmas pudding with some ice cream. Now you're going to come to that, your brain's going to want more, your primitive brain's going to want more, and then suddenly you get all the urges, and it feels really uncomfortable. And this is where you need to learn the skill of allowing. Now, an urge is not the problem, the problem is that we give in to the urge. And all it urges is the brain telling us that we need the food for survival and it's really uncomfortable because you imagine if it wasn't come if it wasn't comfortable we just wouldn't want to satisfy it but it creates this discomfort because that's what drives us to take the action you you, you know when you're really uncomfortable you're oh, I can't stand it and then you have the, the thing in the moment it satisfies that urge but the problem is that the urge then strengthens and we increase this uh, sort of loop and the best way to explain this really is Pavlov's dogs. I don't know if many of you know about Pavlov's dogs, but they used to um, go and feed the dogs, ring a bell, and the women wore clocks. And every time the dog, they walked walk down to feed the dog, ring the bell, and then they would give the dog the food. So the dog would anticipate the, the food when the bell rang. So as soon as it rang the bell, it started slobbering and slobbering everywhere because it's anticipating the pleasure and then it would, they'd give it the food. Well, that's what's happening with your brain. You're having a thought about the food and going, oh, I really want that, I really want that. Even when the food's not there, we desire it, which shows it's not actually the food, it's our brain's anticipation of the pleasure it's going to receive. That's what, that's what it's doing. So if you think of your thoughts like the bell, and it's just like, and that's what we want to become aware of as well, which will I help with the coaching. You go, oh, I just want that. I need that. I deserve that. Oh, I've been really good. I've had a hard day. All these things are just ways for the brain to get that pleasure. And that's like the bell. And then we start slobbering, and that's the desire. And then we reward it, and the slobbering stops. But the desire increases, it gets greater. But what a lot of people don't realize with Pavlov's dogs is that they actually decondition the dogs. So what they did. They would go down to feed the dogs, ring the bell, wearing the clogs, and they'd hear the clogs, but they wouldn't give them the food. Now obviously the dog's not like us, is it? The dog can't just go up to the cupboard and get, get its own food. <coughs> so then suddenly, what they notice is the slobbering stopped because the dog stopped anticipating the reward because it wasn't getting the reward. And that is exactly what we do with the brain. We don't try and fight the desire. We do not resist it. We don't use willpower. Willpower, I'm going to do a separate one of willpower, but willpower is not the way. What we do is we learn to allow that desire. So the bell's being rung. We go, oh, I want more. So if you think in those moments when you haven't planned stuff in, you want it, or when you've planned it in, and then you're thinking, fuck it, I'll have a bigger slice, or I'll have some more. You don't, the fact the desire's there isn't anything wrong it's supposed to be there because it needs to be there to be able to reduce it so we let it up and let it in to always sort of like 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 let the dog draw you've got to let the dog draw and we're not rewarding it 
So it is uncomfortable, but we know that if we do this over and over again, that desire will reduce. It won't eliminate, but it becomes just like a little, oh, I want that. Oh, I'm not gonna get it. Okay, I'll go back quiet. Of course, if we reward it, we're gonna increase that desire. So we want to, we also planned ahead and then when our, we're going, oh, we want it, we don't want to see that desire as a bad thing. The biggest thing I coach people on is a resistance to that urge, that, because urge and desire is the same thing, that, that resistance to it. When you let it up and let it in, one, it doesn't feel so bad, because a lot of the time what we're feeling is the resistance to the urge, not the urge itself. The urge will come and it will go. When I first started doing this, I actually used to have to stop, actually close my eyes and let it. Now I can do it on the fly. And the best way to do it is to describe it. Just notice it and get really curious of, about the urge. And, and it's just like an emotion. Think like, where is it? Where is it in your body? What's it feel like? What can you feel? Can you feel tension? Notice any resistance to it? What color is it? Does it move? What temperature is it? <laughs> what texture is it? Is it fast? Is it slow? Is it hot? Is it cold? And what this does is it comes out of your head, out of the I want it, I want it, I want it, and you just process the urge. Then each time you do that, what happens is you haven't rewarded the urge, then the next time it will get slightly less and less and less. And it does two things. It reduces the desire, and the other thing what it does, it makes you not fear the desire and answer the call to it. So when you have a desire, you just know it's just your primitive brain wanting it in the moment, and you don't have to reward that. And what I found is a great way is, because you don't want to say, I can't have it. If you're telling yourself you can't have something, that desire is gonna get stronger, and your brain's gonna be in survival mode and force you towards it. So what I do is just go, you can have it, but we'll have it later in 24 hours. And you watch yourself just go, oh, and it just settles you down. You're like, oh, it feels a lot better. Because it's the deprivation that's really bad. But you'll notice that when you plan it in, you won't want so much, and often you don't want it at all. But it's, it's actually really important to plan it and have it, because it tastes very different when you have it consciously. We're gonna talk about that a bit more later, later podcasts. But just allow that desire in, allow that urge in. Don't fight it, let it be there. Describe it like I've said, and a really good way is to have an urge jar. Either an urge jar or an urge sheet. And what your aim is gonna be is to allow 100 urges. You might go, Christ, that's a lot. With urges, believe me, it's not. <laughs> when you first start this, you'll have lots of urges. But the reason the urge jar works so well is because the brain works on reward. And suddenly the reward comes from filling up the pot, the urge jar, or from filling up the, the sheet. So suddenly when you get an urge, instead of seeing it as a bad thing, it's almost like this is now an opportunity. There's an opportunity to get, you know, fill up this jar or fill this sheet in. And what you'll find is, as you um, do it, after 100 urges, you're going to be so different. After 20 urges, you're going to be very, very different. The first few are going to be difficult, but you know they're going to be get easier. 
And then what you can do is go to that future self who has experienced the hundred urges, who now has complete control over them and is eating this and still having this stuff, but not gorging on it and making themselves fat and really unhealthy and really unhappy. And you can go to that version of yourself and go, what would they tell me now about this urge? It's really, really powerful tool. So that is allowing urges. And if you want to know any more, please don't hesitate to get in contact with me. If you struggle with this and you want to book a, um, a free call to come and talk about it, I'll put a link in the description and we can, and we can do that. We'll have an hour and we'll talk, about all through the, talk through this process for you. So I hope that helps and I'll speak to you later. Bye-bye.